You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Very tragic day in fantasy football land. Sunday just, I mean, in in recent memory, I can't think of a Sunday that was fucking worse. I mean, in, in terms of just big marquee players and just all the injuries, just notifications left and right, this guy's out, this guy's out, this guy's out. And it's just, I'm, I'm really disappointed because it affected me personally. I had Saquon Barkley in, on a roster. Oh. And I've never, I've never had Saquon on a team before. And I was really excited to have him. You know, he's such a talented player. I mean, he's, he's literally electric on the field. And to just see it go down like that, even though he started last week and then, you know, he played a couple quarters in, uh, yesterday, it, I didn't get to have Saquon. You know what I mean? It just it, it, it sucks. Yeah, yesterday, I mean, it was, it was a black day. It was just a dark, dark day. There was a cloud hanging over everybody after. Like, I felt dirty after it all the games were said and done and i was like man fantasy football is it's wrecked right now yeah, it's man. just it's wrecked like like really 2020 like you just you, you can't be cool for once i know seriously i mean man. you can Tell eat it you can eat a dick 2020 so i mean let's uh let's just kind of break down some of the things i mean granted the game just ended right now between the the raiders and the saints but you know michael thomas he's expected to miss multiple weeks with an ankle injury you know, that's tough because, I mean, we knew that was probably the case. Right. But but the fact that, um, you know, he was a top six fantasy pick and, you know, you're not going to get him, that's just uh, that's just unfortunate. It just, uh, man, it hurts. It hurts. There's Think about how many first-round picks are done. Like, think about that. Yeah. And right. you don't want to say McCaffrey's done. He'll come back at some point. But, man, he's out four to six weeks. That's a long – that's that's – Half your season. Yeah, but four to six weeks, you could be out of the playoffs in, uh, by that. Cause exactly. Because the thing is, herein lies the problem. Can you trade him? Probably not. And you're not going to drop him. So, I mean, if you if you have an IR spot, put him in the IR spot. If your league doesn't have IR spots, you should. I don't know why people don't. But you, need the fact, to be, uh, you need to make some clamoring noise in any fact, of your leagues that doesn't have one. Yeah, I mean, the, the fact that you can't trade for him and you can't cut him it just it sucks. You're you're in a tough position, especially because after four to six weeks, you know how healthy is he when he gets back? Is he back at a hundred percent? How much of the backfield is his? You know, do you still give him a hundred percent of the work, or do you dial it back to you know eighty twenty? I mean, if if Mike Davis comes out and balls out, or you know if they sign, um, actually no, Devonta Freeman's expected to go to the Giants, but you know if they sign a, a veteran back, or if, you know, like I said, if Mike Davis, who who looked like he was decent at receiving. Uh, the ball um, when we when we get into matchup breakdowns. I mean, we'll do the NFC games later, but you know, Mike Davis came in. He had eight catches. You know, he looked he looked decent enough. You know, do you do you still want to rely on McCaffrey like that, or do you fear for your franchise's future and do you just kind of dial it back? I mean, what how what McCaffrey do you get back? Exactly. I mean, for fantasy, it, it's tragic. For the for their them as a team. I mean, you're you're obviously going to dial it back. I would imagine high ankle sprains are they're rough. Yeah, well, realistic, they, they are rough. Well, realistically, uh, 
They have to. I mean, if if, if Coach Rule, what's his name, Matt Rule, Ja Rule, if Coach yeah. Ja Rule, if he's smart, he will dial back McCaffrey's workload because you got to think about the future. I mean, the Panthers probably weren't going to make the playoffs this year, but you worry about your franchise's future, and so it's it's you get nervous about things like that, especially with your star player who's you know top three running back in all of football if he's not the number one you know you just that you, you can't risk that yeah uh yeah. Move, moving on uh coach anthony lynn of the Chargers says that Ty- tyrod taylor is the starter when he's 100 percent. although i don't fully buy that you know uh fucking um herbert came out and looked good you know 22 of 33 for 311 had a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown got the uh the reigning champion to overtime and almost won. I mean, you know, who goes for who goes on fourth down and fourth and one in overtime? I mean, that was a bad call. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's just Herbert. He looks legitimate. You know, it could be beginner's luck, but you know, he had poise out there. And the Chiefs' defense aren't exactly a complete pushover. No, they're they're not. Now, I look at Herbert as this was. He looked different. He didn't look like he did at Oregon. I don't know, man. People were kind of hating on him, saying, "Oh, he's got about a year or two of sitting." He came out and basically said, nah, fuck all of you. I'm ready to rock and roll now. Uh, good old Tyrod Taylor and whatever's going on with his chest, good. Because I'm funny? taking over. Well, I, I thought because, uh, you know, I, I'm a Charger fan, so I was watching the game. Plus, the, yesterday's afternoon, it was the Arizona game, the Charger game, and the Baltimore-Houston game. So I, I had some interest in the Charger game, one, because I'm a fan, but also I have Mahomes in a league Mm. And 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 Eckler in a different league, so I was just kind of like, yeah, I want to watch this game anyways. But then when I heard that Her- Herbert had the nod, you know, I was immediately like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. And then and I thought it was like a Tyrod Taylor has a wink wink injury, but then when it's like, nah, his chest is fucked up, and he went to the hospital, you're like, oh, no, never mind. I hope he's okay. I mean, do you know what happened exactly? Because I'm not he, sure. They said he had some bruised ribs, and so mm. he had a, a pain injection before the game. But then it gave him some tightness in the chest, and he had a tough time breathing. So. Yeah, every time they panned over to him, it looked like he was having a heart attack. Yeah, no, I mean, it, he because at first I thought, like, you know, they're, they're bullshitting. Then they showed him sitting on the bench talking to the doctor and a coach, and I was like, oh, shit, he actually looks uh, – he, yeah. he doesn't look good. He doesn't look yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's probably, and he's probably feeling that as watching Herbert. He's, having, he's suffering from a broken heart because he's going to lose his job. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, Tevin Coleman – He's expected to miss multiple weeks. I don't. That doesn't really affect. I mean, he didn't. He hasn't done much in terms of fantasy uh, this year for the 49ers. You know, he's only had 30 rushing yards, three catches for 34 yards, no touchdowns. But I mean, you know, just something to keep an eye on, especially because Mostert kind of got hurt. So, you know, Jarek McKinnon, his value might be moving up the list. So, I mean, when we get into our waiver picks later in the yeah. week, you know, you can expect Jarek McKinnon to be on that list. Yes, ab- absolutely. Listen, as a 49er game, this was one of the hardest things that I had to watch. As I'm watching this breakdown of a, of basically an entire team as they fall into a mash unit. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, who, uh, who to list? Jimmy Garoppolo week to week? Man, I mean, Jimmy Jimmy's down week to week, high ankle sprain. Now, that can be played through at, at the quarterback position. Yeah, they're saying just, there's a chance he plays week three there's a chance right right but it's like i don't know man do you really want to bring him out there what's his name mullins is all right moisture went down with a mild mcl sprain there's they're saying he's week to week you got tevin coleman week to week with a knee injury 
I'm just yeah. looking at this going, I mean, well then they, McKinnon's then the, the guy. But then on the defensive side, they lost Nick Bosa, off, our defensive rookie of the year, and um, Solomon. Solomon Thomas. Yeah, just and those yeah. are two stud defensive linemen. So in a corresponding move, they signed uh, veteran Ziggy Ansah, yes. who let's hope he's that Ansah to their problems on the defensive ah. line. <laughs> But it's just, but I mean, Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas are two monster defensive linemen, and to lose them, I mean, I, I think that could even affect the 49er uh, defense uh, fantasy play. Um, you know, if, especially because if you, if you have the 49ers defense, I know you're not a big DST guy, and, and neither am I. Like, I, for the most part, honestly, I stream defenses. Um, right. But if you drafted the Niners defense, you were hoping to get a top four defense and probably going to carry them all year. But now you, you, I don't know who knows. You might have to pivot. I mean, it's just, you, you lost your two major pass rushers and you know, that, listen, that, I, I might, I mean, they've got some trade bait value. Wait till the Boza thing dies down. And if they still are finding some, at least decent success, make, make a move, trade them, whatever you can get for them. I mean, I just don't see a lot of value long-term in this defense. They're losing the sack numbers. They lost Definitely. they lost more than just those are the stars. They yeah. lost DJ Jones. They're they've lost some backups. I don't know, man. They they just uh they lost a lot against they won the game, but they lost the war. Uh Chris Godwin's officially out of the league's concussion protocol, so if you streamed Scotty Miller, I'm terribly sorry that you did. But uh you know, Godwin's back, so you know, that's good for Brady. I think that's good for Evans. That, that's good for just Tampa Bay all around. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Moving on. Drew Locke has a banged-up shoulder. He sprained his AC joint, and he's going to miss at least two weeks. Um, or, no, no, I'm sorry. I misread that. He suffered a, a rotator cuff strain, so that's even worse. So, I mean, but it, I, they say it's a two-week injury, but I don't know if I like that. It's, me, in, his throwing, it's in his throwing shoulder. And exactly. They're saying, two, they're saying two to six weeks. And I would say it's probably closer to the six. And so it's funny, not funny, but with Sutton saying that his knee's pretty torn up and now he's been shut down the rest of the year, you know, I was thinking, oh, man, pivot to Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy all day. But now if it's going to be Jeff Driscoll for a couple weeks, I mean, Driscoll came in and he didn't look that bad. I mean, not that Drew Locke was, you know, some superstar uh, quarterback, especially because you know, the Pittsburgh defense, but, you know, Drew Locke, 256, two touchdowns. But, I mean, I don't know. Jerry Judy's obviously, and, and Noah Font, you know, their value goes up. But, you know, you lost your quarterback, so I, I think that, that really affects you. It sets it back down, unfortunately, because I just look at a guy like Jeff Driscoll, and I don't, like, I just don't, that doesn't look good to me. But yeah, All but, year but, long, it doesn't look good. The, the O-line... Really wasn't protecting Drew Locke all that much. I don't like any of this. Mm-hmm. I, I was I looked at Jerry Judy because I'm in a ten team league and he was sitting there on the waivers and I'm going, all right. I'm like, yeah, why not, Jerry Judy? You're, you're my new guy. So I lost Sutton, and then I thought about it and I was like, Locke is out for probably six weeks. Why do why, why? I don't want this. I'm I'm selling. I'm selling everything Broncos. I'm getting out of the game. Maybe, maybe I'll stick with Gordon. Uh, that's a huge maybe. <laughs> Depends yeah. on the matchup. Yeah, exactly. Uh, ne- next, uh, 
Indianapolis Colts wide receiver Paris Campbell is going to be out indefinitely uh, after injuring his PCL. Um, they thought he tore his ACL originally, but the PCL damage is going to keep him out for a while. So, honestly, if you have an IR spot, throw him on there, but you could probably drop him in all formats. Oh, well, obviously, Dynasty is different, but in terms of redraft you can and, and keeper leagues, you can probably drop, drop Campbell. Absolutely. Um, let's see. We got Saquon. God, tore his ACL. He's out for the season. And... Um, that's also, just, also touching sucks. back on the uh, – sorry to touch back on oh, the yeah, Colts yeah. here. They, they also lost Malik Hooker, their safety, yeah, to, that's huge. to an Achilles tear. He's going to be shut down for the year, and I just think it, it hurts their defense even more. I didn't think they were that good. I thought it was a matchup play early on. That's why people were interested in them. Uh, I don't know, man. I, it, it, that, that, that AFC South division – Seems tougher than people are giving it credit for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah. If you don't have a defense, it's just I don't know, man. I don't like I don't like their chances this year. Yeah, it's tough. That's tough. But yeah, but Saquon's out the season, so uh, you know, look for Wayne Gallman, Dion Lewis. But like I said, Devonta Freeman, he's expected to visit the Giants this week, so I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see Freeman in a Niners uniform. But honestly, this is probably a backfield you're going to want to avoid because, I mean, that that vast difference in terms of talent, it's just because Deion yeah. Lewis is probably going to receive the passing work, and then you know Wayne Gallman might get the early down work, but it's just it's not this. It's obviously not the same. It's not <clears throat> so. Yeah. Also yeah. on the Giants, uh, Sterling Shepard injured his toe. They're thinking it could be a turf toe kind of thing. And turf toe is a tough one, especially for a, a wide receiver where you need to plant and sprint and cut and stuff. So it's just he, he's probably going to miss a couple weeks, which is unfortunate. I mean, luckily for them, Golden Tate came back and he seems healthy, but um, keep an eye on that. Yeah. It just – who else went down? I mean, just the – Oh, there's the, there's been a couple more. So there's a couple of just uh, – I, I have them here in my yellow. They're in my mustard range of just – There you just, go. Just wait, wait for it. Take a look and see what's going on. Uh, Devontae Adams went down with a hamstring injury. There you they're go, saying, yeah. They're saying that he's day-to-day. Um, I mean, hamstrings are finicky, man. I was hearing it was day-to-day for Kenny Galladay, who, by the way, to segue that in, he is expected to play week three. They're saying that he's back and he's ready to rock and roll in Detroit. Hopefully that can fix some of their uh, their woes. I doubt it. But he'll at least be getting some uh, some nice numbers, some stats as they're mm-hmm. playing from behind. Uh, but the other guy that went down was, uh, and I think I called this. I actually think I called this. Uh, Will Fuller, down oh, yeah, with, a, right. with, yeah. a, with a with a hamstring. hamstring injury. Yeah, it was only a matter of time until the soft tissue injuries were gonna. Will Fuller ran more than six routes in a game, and he's just not ready to rock <laughs> yeah, and roll. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, other than that, Cam Akers for the. Los Angeles Rams went down with a bit of a rib injury, and he is day to day as well. God, just I mean, and um, and that's and the who, and who knows what's going to come out from practice reports uh, tomorrow. Exactly. I, I mean, it, it's just the the fantasy Grim Reaper was just out there claiming the souls of all players. <laughs> Nobody is safe. And then even tonight in the game, Josh Jacobs went out for a few plays, and I thought, oh God, Josh Jacobs is hurt too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Who who's who can 
Is there anybody healthy? And now, honestly, I mean, you can say this every year, but especially with, with some of these major injuries happening this early in the year, it's like it, it seems to be the team that's going to win your fantasy league. It's probably going to be the team that just has the healthiest roster by the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that is a fair assumption. And, uh, and I will say this. If you lost – okay, I lost Barkley, but I'm not giving up hope. I mean, it's still, it's still week two. Now it's week three. It's the season's not over. There, there's still you know ten more games to go. You know, try to make trades, and just the, there's things you can do. Don't punt the season. It's it's going to be okay. Um, you know, there, there's there's options out there. Like I said, when we get into our waiver breakdown later this week, we'll help you try to find you know moves you can make. Absolutely. Um, so with that being said, we're gonna break down the NFC games. <laughs> That happened uh, this weekend. Kind of touch base on some of the stuff. And starting off, the Giants took on the Chicago Bears in an absolute snooze fest, which also claimed the life of Saquon Barkley, which broke my heart terribly. Um, so we got Daniel Jones did not look good at all. But uh, you know what? To his credit, he was trying to stay competitive, and you lost Barkley, and that kind of throws a wrench in the machine. And... You know, I, I think there will be better days for Daniel Jones ahead. Um, Mitch Trubisky had a decent fantasy day, 190 yards, two touchdowns. Did throw two picks in standard fashion, uh, four carries for 16 yards. So I, I think the appeal of Trubisky being a streamable quarterback is – I think he's starting to lose some of that steam. I mean, he's taking on the Falcons next week, but then he's got the Colts, Buccaneers. You know, so I, I – yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe listen. You, you know, it's well documented how I feel about Atlanta Falcons defense. Yes. Trubisky may be able to do this. He may be able to put together a week against Atlanta. At the very least, let's hope to the fantasy gods here that Allen Robinson can pull his head out of his ass and maybe start catching some passes. Yeah, maybe. Because, uh, I mean, he went, he went just as, I know we're skipping over it here. Yeah, it's fine. But he went three for 33 on nine targets. On nine targets, yeah. So That's it's like, tough. I love I love that they're targeting this guy. But come on, man. you got If you're going to bitch and complain about money, then you better play. You better Let's make plays. Show, show them why they should pay you. Exactly. Exactly. If you're, if, if you're, if you're catching at a 33% rate, I mean, I'm – I didn't watch the game because after Barkley went down, I started watching other games because I was just too heartbroken. <laughs> but I have to imagine that not all of those targets were catchable balls. But still, make I it mean, happen. Exactly. You, know, you, you, you want to get you want to you want to get paid like a top receiver, then be a top receiver. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Dion Lewis coming in for relief for Saquon. Ten carries, twenty yards, uh, with a touchdown. Four catches for thirty-six yards. Um, I think Dion Lewis will probably be the starter now. Although, again, with there's there's whispers in the winds of um, Devonta Freeman coming in, and then you know Wayne Gallman, he was a, a healthy scratch. But I, I, you know, if I had to, you know, lean one way, I'd probably go Lewis because he has uh, catch ability, and I have a feeling the Giants might be playing from behind a lot. That but, sounds about right. But I mean, it's just with. If you get a three-headed monster, Freeman, Lewis, Gallman, it's just, I don't know. I Personally, I'd probably p- go away from the Giants' offense, but, I mean, 
I guess we'll see. I mean, I want to. I'm going to wait for the reports to come out and see, and then I'll kind of pass judgment on what's going on with that. Yeah, I mean, if Freeman, the reality is, is if Freeman is going to be a giant, I would imagine Gulliman is probably going to be a healthy scratch yet again. Exactly. I mean, what's, there's no difference, I, I think, in in what his output would be. Um, I think Dion Lewis is still going to dominate catching the ball, though. Yeah, Dion he, Lewis. He, he probably has the most appeal to me in terms of. If I had to pick up somebody, um, I would probably lean Lewis, even over Freeman. I know Freeman has a lot of talent, but Freeman wasn't that good last year in Atlanta, and now he's going to be coming midseason to a team. He hasn't had an offseason. He hasn't had any football contact. So, I mean, it could be a tough go for Freeman. Yeah. Uh, David Montgomery had a decent day. 16 carries, 82 yards, three catches, 45 yards, and a touchdown. Gave him a little over 21 points. I, you know, hey, that's kind of what you wanted him to be. You got him in the end of the first round, beginning of the second round. He had a shit week last week, but I, you know, he—they're saying that his groin was banged up or some sort of soft tissue injury. But to see him come out, put up over twenty points, you like to see that from your running back. Yeah, he looked—he looks really good. He finally seemed to put it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the Giants receivers, Golden Tate, five for forty-seven. Darius Slayton, three for thirty. You know what? To be honest, I'm not going to pass much judgment on the Giants because I really think when you lose a player of Saquon caliber, that really fucks everybody up. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to bounce back from that. Other side of the ball, a guy named um, Darnell Mooney, yeah, some rookie out of Tulane, he had three catches, 36 yards, and a touchdown. I wouldn't even put him on my, my radar at all just Mm-mm. because Trubisky's throwing him the ball, and if I don't have Allen Robinson, I have no interest in anyone else really. Absolutely. Um, Anthony Miller, zero for, zero catches. He had three targets. So, you know, Anthony Miller, he's the only other receiver that has some appeal. Just, you know, he didn't do anything. Um, Evan Engram, six for 65. You know, vast, gross, tight end landscape. So, I mean, you know, you still play him. Uh, moving on to the fun game, Atlanta blowing another 20-point lead <laughs> to the Dallas Cowboys. You know what's funny? That game – okay, actually, there was an interesting stat. There was a – um, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it made me laugh. It was the Falcons are the first team in 70 years to lose a 20-point game or a game where they scored 30 and had, like, and had a quarterback throw four touchdowns. And, like, the overall record was, like, 744-0 and 0 or something like that, and they were the first team to ever lose. Oh, my God. But it's just the worst. I mean, in terms of fantasy, you love to see it. Just all sorts of points. I mean, we uh, Vegas had this over under at like fifty three, and they ended up putting up seventy nine points. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, hope, exact, I hope I exactly. hope you bet the over. 100%. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan had a day, uh, two hundred seventy three yards, four touchdowns, four carries for sixteen yards. He looked great. I mean, he. I mean, you. you, you he. It's Matt Ryan. He's he's safe. He's always going to be. He. He's fucking good. He's good at football. Yeah. yeah, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. He's the safest quarterback in the league. He probably is. In terms of if, if you draft Matt Ryan, you're going to – you'll be fine all year. You're not looking anywhere else for a quarterback because you're fine – you know, he's a, he's a set-it-and-forget-it quarterback. Exactly. I mean, you just look at his weapons that he's throwing to. You, you look at a guy like Calvin Ridley, seven receptions, 109 yards, two touchdowns on ten targets. Mm-hmm. Now – now, I'm glad in my rankings that I overdid it this week because I nailed it right on the head. That's true. You know, he, he came to play. 
what was shocking to me was Julio Jones really lack of being in the game, which was really kind of shocking. Two receptions on 24 yards, and he only had four targets in the whole game. And I'm kind of going, man, what the hell? What happened here yeah, in, one, our, in our, one week? It's because our boy Russell Gage, six for 46 in the touch. I think Russell Gage is legitimate. I mean, they, and they're looking to be targeting him, man. Nine targets is, is pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. He kind of came out of the blue, out of the woodwork here, but I'm rooting for him. Yeah, and then, um, you know what? Maybe from now on we should just go team, like how we do the other side of the ball. We should just do, like, the players on one team. Yeah, I was, I was, I was going to tell you sense. that. I think we should nail that down. Hey, look, here you go, listeners, some inside, the, inside baseball tips. So, okay, Todd Gurley, 21 for 61. Terrible. He didn't look good. I, no. I don't think he looked very good. Listen, and I told you guys know I'm a honk. I'm a homer. I'm a girly homer. This wasn't a good game. 21 carries. I love the output. Like I, I sorry, uh, yeah, I love I the mean, usage. Twenty one carries. They're looking to feed you the rock as they should. They were up at one point in the, by about what twenty five points? points. Yeah, some shit like that. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you should be running the ball. Did not get the output you wanted. Only sixty one yards, two point nine yards per carry. I mean, that's just awful. The bull poo poo. And then I mean, Brian Hill came in, and I mean, he didn't get much. He didn't get much play. Three carries, fourteen yards, two catches for eleven. But he actually, I mean, on a couple of his runs, he looked more explosive than Gurley. And I yeah. actually, I wouldn't, honestly, with, with Gurley having such a bad day, I would not be surprised if they now start implementing Hill a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still going to be Gurley's backfield. Certainly. But, I mean, but with, with uh, Hill only getting five touches, I wouldn't be surprised if from five touches it becomes eight to 12. Maybe, yeah. yeah, somewhere in that range. Uh, the receivers, like you said, Calvin Ridley, he's now the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. Which, I mean, it's not shocking, but it is at the same time. Like if if I were to sit here and tell you, like, hey man, if I if I had to tell you that an Atlanta Falcon was the number one receiver in fantasy football, would you be surprised? And you'd be like, nah, Julio Jones is a fucking stud. And you're like, nah, dude, it's Calvin Ridley. And you'd be like, oh <laughs> shit, it's Calvin yeah. Ridley. But you but, know what he did this last year. He he started really, really hot and then sort of waned towards the end of the season. I just don't – I mean, I'm looking at this defense, and I think they're going to be down in most games. Mm-hmm. You know, this game was, was sort of an anomaly because they were up. They were playing well. It's kind of a – Dallas lacked this great offense that they've been kind of uh, – I don't, I don't want to say posing because they ended up winning the game, so they must be somewhat legit – yeah. But they were winning most of the game, and they were still, you know, he was still catching the ball, he was throwing it, and doing what they have to do. I really like Ridley. I just got, I got to keep my eye on him and make sure he doesn't slip like last year. Yeah. Um, Hayden Hurst, I was throwing him some shade last week, but he looked good this week. You know, five receptions, seventy-two yards, and a touchdown. I mean, you were kind of hoping him because he was going to fill that Austin Hooper void. That and he actually put up Austin Hooper like numbers, and so, yeah. I mean, yeah. and and this guy, you know, he's young, he's big. It's just you, you like to see that. Um, you know, you say you throw shade, and I threw shade too by not starting him in my league. Instead, I went and started a Gallus Dallas Godert, and he <laughs> didn't do he didn't do shit for me. Not yeah. not compared to what Hayden did. Um, other side of the ball, Dak Prescott, very good at fantasy football. I mean, you know, just 450 passing yards and a touchdown, and then 
the 18 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns. You know what's funny though is if you take away the three rushing touchdowns, I actually thought he didn't look that good. <laughs> I mean, early in the game, he looked bad. I mean, yeah. he he went off in the fourth quarter and, and led them to a victory. And I love that he had the three rushing touchdowns because he's he's actually my quarterback in one of our leagues. I mean, that but, saved his day. It saved yeah, his day. It, because I, I, I am 100% in agreement with you. I thought he looked shitty. Yeah. How, do you, how are you down to Atlanta? That's exactly. my that's my ultimate question is how are you down you know I'm looking at Zeke going man 22 carries for 89 yards and a touchdown he's averaging four yards per tote not to mention what he did uh, catching the ball six receptions for 33 yards on seven targets man Elliot is getting it done and but you're down but you're down yeah. plus I almost thought Elliot killed that safety when he when he <laughs> yeah. scored man. That guy got knocked into next fucking week. You know, God, Zeke, Zeke he, he's good at football. C.D. Lamb looks like a legit superstar in the making. Six receptions, 106 yards, one carry for nine. You know, it's funny, though. I don't know. I mean, he's listed at 189 pounds, but he looks like a little boy wearing his dad's shoulder pads out there. <laughs> he really does. Like, he, he, he really looks – I don't know. Like, he's not a little guy, but he looks tiny out there. And then it, it looks weird because he wears the 88 – you know, and that was Michael Irvin's number. And then he, it was um, Dez. Dez for just so long. And Dez was just a thick, thick man. Yeah. And to just see CeeDee Lamb wearing it. Not that I, you know, I, I, I actually, I, I don't mind if player, you know, if you want to retire a number, that's fine. But at the same time, I also think it's not that big of a deal. I mean, yeah. Like, it, it's like, okay. Not to sound sacrilegious, but like you know, I'm a Chargers fan. If someone wanted to wear 21 after Ladainian Tomlinson, I probably wouldn't hate it. I'd be like, that's yeah, fine. It's just a number. It just I brings mean, you back to thinking you're looking at a guy like, like him, right? You yeah. love seeing 21 out there. I mean, the only time I feel like a jersey should be, like, like the Chargers, you retire 55 Junior Seau because there's a hole in his chest and he's fucking dead. And you're like, okay, well, kind of, kind of get that. But, yeah, but yeah, I mean, exactly. like, like Ladainian Tomlinson's my all-time favorite Charger. But if someone wanted to rock the twenty-one, I wouldn't get mad over it. Right. Um, right. Anyways, Amari Cooper six for a hundred. Michael Gallup two for fifty-eight, and he he kind of looked lost out there. I mean, I don't, which is weird because he was you know such a stud last year. Um, are you are you kind of worried about Michael Gallup? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I'd be worried about Michael Gallup. I think the simple fact that CD Lamb looks to sort of be filling that role he's mm-hmm. filling that role and he's and he's filling it better to this point now, i don't think michael gallup is bad i think michael gallup could easily be a number one in this league i just don't think that when they're this deep at a position mm-hmm. with such immense talent i mean amari cooper is one of the best receivers in the league yeah cd cd lamb was one of the best rookies coming out you got Michael Gallup, who's you know he's a Colorado State kid. He's not he doesn't come from a big pedigree like these other two did. But I still think that there's something there. I I just keep your eye on him, obviously, you know, for the whole season. Plus, I mean, Dak Prescott. We said it before; he's going to be playing for this contract. Mm-hmm. Now, hopefully, he gets in the end zone a little bit more than one time through the air. I love the three touchdowns on the ground. That's great. But that's you know you just you stole from Zeke so you better watch out he'll stab you man. Yeah. Um, talking about tight end Shay Dalton Schultz, 
Nine catches, 88, and a touchdown. Do you think he could, you know, does he kind of pique some interest in you? Um, no. <laughs> All right. That's fine. I mean, me personally, I, you know, I got to see it again. I mean, it's just he had a monster game, but, I mean, just the Falcons are a bad defense. And, yeah, uh, 100%. You know, Dallas is taking on Seattle next week, who has a slightly better defense than Cleveland, who has a, you know, not that bad of a defense. Giants defense is not that bad. Arizona, you know, so it could be some tough sledding for uh, for Schultz. Plus, like, you know, we just talked about Gallup, Lamb, and Cooper, and Zeke. You know, yeah. that's a lot of mouths to feed in the offense. I, I think Schultz just kind of takes a backseat again. Just He just, you know, his touchdown, I mean, it looked good, but – I mean, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on, Detroit taking on Green Bay. Uh, Matt Stafford, despite having no receivers again, tried to make it happen. Uh, 244 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. A little over 20 points. You know, you you want a little more out of your quarterback. But, I mean, this guy's you know, he's out there trying. <laughs> he, good Lord, is he trying. I feel bad <laughs> for Stafford. Yeah, what you know, you got to do what you got to do if you're Stafford. He's just having – He's having a Megatron, Megatron withdrawals for mm-hmm. the last couple of years here. But, yeah, you definitely like to see at least the effort that he's really, you know, he's striving. He's going to be getting Kenny Galladay back. So reinforcements are coming, kid. Reinforcements are coming. Uh, you know, pull, you go down the list here at, uh, at running back. I don't – like, Adrian Peterson is actually pissing me off because yeah. he's really – he's still really damn good. Like, I'm looking at this guy, seven carries, I get it, they were down, 41 yards. So he's he's ripping off about six yards to carry, 5.9, and he's just, like, to me that's, that shows that he's still got some explosiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, carry on Johnson, this son of a bitch, right after I drop him. I dropped him in know, the league, too. And it's like, he, he scores a touchdown, it's like, all right, fucker, nice, nice. DeAndre Swift is being just about what we all kind of thought he would at least after week one, you know, he's not going to lead in carries. How many catches did he make? He had five. Five had carries five. for 12 yards, five five receptions for 60 yards. Yeah, he's going to be your that third down style back for him, which is there's value in that. There's definitely value in that. If he can get that one-off rushing touchdown like he did week one, uh, you know, that's a flex play all day. Yeah, well, especially in PPR leagues, you know, Swift has some interest. It just – the, it's just hard because right now with that three-headed monster, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's tough. And, I'm you know, in, especially in fantasy, you want a guy where you know the job is his. Exactly. And so right now I wouldn't feel comfortable if I had to start any of these Lions running backs. Um, now, I mean, I lost Barkley, so maybe I'd be interested in one of these Detroit running backs. <laughs> but realistically, probably not at the same time. I wouldn't trade. I mean, I would trade Saquon Barkley for any of these running backs. But uh, I, yeah. I think I think Brian knows that Barkley tore his ACL, so I mean we'll it's see. Still worth a try. Uh, Marvin Jones four for twenty three and a touchdown. Um, I mean someone has to catch the ball there. Marvin Hall one for twenty four and a touchdown. So I mean don't draft him or pick him up at all. No, it's your, it, your boy Quintez Cephas three for fifty four. <laughs> you know, you were you were preaching him. I guess I mean. Not a great day, but he. It's not a great day, but fifty-four yards on three catches is not bad. No, you know it's the simple fact that that Galladay is on his way back. 
Yeah, you know, th- that that's what's going to make this team click. Yeah, TJ Hawkinson, four for 62. So, I mean, he's still been a, a solid tight end on the year. I mean, he's the number eight tight end in fantasy right now. So, yeah, you know, so that's other side of the ball. Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's still good at football, 242 touchdowns. Um, he, he actually had a catch for negative six yards, but, you know, what can you do? He had, a, he had uh, two carries for 12 yards, a little over 23 points. Not not quite the day that he had last week with four passing touchdowns, but, I mean, they were up by so much he didn't need to. Plus, Aaron Jones murdered. Stud. Stud. Just straight up murdered. And, and it was unfortunate because I had to face Aaron Jones in a league, and I was very sad about that. 18 carries, 168 yards, and two rushing touchdowns with four receptions, 68 yards, and a touchdown. Um, I mean, this week alone put him over. He's now the number one running back in fantasy football. Yeah. I mean, he's just – I mean, he's, obviously he, – I mean, he's going to be a top five, six running back every week now. I mean, I just don't see how he couldn't be. He's just a different beast. You know, we were. I was saying pre this game that this is his backfield now. He's ready to prove it, and boy, did he. Because, mm-hmm. man, you, you run for almost almost 10 yards per carry for two scores. Dude, come on now. The guy's yeah. a stud. Start giving him the love he deserves. He's going to get it from me. Yeah, well, uh, Devontae Adams, you know, he went down with an injury, but he wasn't needed. Uh, three catches, 36 yards. So just keep an eye on him if uh, if you're an Adams owner. I mean, y- y- you hate to see that. Um Robert Tanyan filled in for, you know, a, a Freeman that was out. But, I mean, don't pick him up. Don't roster him. But he had two for 25 and a touchdown. Marquez Valdez-Scandling, three for 64. Al Mazzard, three for 45. Um, I mean, outside of Adams, and I, in a deep league, I'd be fine with MVS and maybe Lazard as well. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I mean, pending Adams, I mean, if that hamstring still kind of a little testy and he decides to sit out next week or, you know, who knows, you know, maybe these other guys draw some interest, but for the time being, then I was surprised to see that Mercedes Lewis had one catch for four yards. I don't, obviously he should be owned in zero formats, but I just wanted to say he's been in the league for 14 years. He's 36 and I had no idea he was still in the league. <laughs> um, let's see, moving on. We have the Rams taking on the Eagles side note about this game. An empty stadium booed Carson Wentz. That's how you know the, it's uh, good. Yeah. Uh, Jared Goff, 267 yards, three touchdowns, seven carries, 13 yards. See, this is the fantasy Goff that you wanted. The guy that yes. just, you know, the, I mean, he looked bad last week. To be honest, he actually didn't even look that good against the Eagles. It just he he got three touchdown passes but i mean but realistically this is what you wanted you wanted a quarterback to get you close to 30 points yes he he realized that he had a higby yes god god bless him for that <laughs> uh daryl henderson looked like the only healthy and good running back this week 12 for 81 and a touchdown two receptions for 40 yards and he had a great he had a great he looked great yeah i mean just some of the runs that he had he was just plowing yeah. through the line and i was i was into it i was like god damn henderson you look fucking good which is yeah. funny because last year he looked like shit yep and so he he i mean he's only played two games and he's already basically surpassed his entire season in fantasy points last last year that is a true statement hey did uh did malcolm brown go down with any injuries or he is did it just... he did um 
He is expected to play, but he actually fractured his pinky. Oh. You know, it's funny. There were so many notes that I did a shitty job prepping for the show, but I, as we were going through this, I was like, oh, shit, that's right. Malcolm Brown, he did break his pinky. He is expected to play. Um, now, how much he's going to play, I'm not 100% sure because, you know, a running back needs healthy hands and uh, a broken pinky. It's been, quote, unquote, fixed. But, I mean, there's going to be some swelling. There's going to be some you know, uh, uh, mobility issues with the pinky. Just you know. go full Ronnie lot and cut that bitch off. There you go. Uh, Cooper cup, two carries, 19 yards, five for 81. Uh, he did fumble the ball, which kind of hurt his fantasy day, but it, I mean, this day was, it was all Higby. So, I mean, you can't really knock the guys for this. I mean, it's not every day, you know, woods, Three carries, 19 yards with a rushing touchdown, two carries. I was I was upset about the two catches for 14 yards. Yes. Because it's like you just paid this man $900 million, and you're not really throwing him the ball. Yeah. The only thing that saved his fantasy day was the fact that he had a rushing touchdown. Yeah, I mean, it saved it a little bit, but it, it was a disappointing day if you're a Robert Woods owner. Yeah, T- Tyler Higby finally had the – I mean, I was just happy that he had the first touchdown. I was like, good. Finally, fucking! I've been, I've been riding this Higby bandwagon since last year. <laughs> I I have Higby in multiple leagues, and I'm like, I need this motherfucker to do something. Yeah, five for fifty-four and three touchdowns. I mean, obviously this isn't gonna happen every week, but fucking love seeing it. And I wouldn't be surprised if you know, I don't think Higby's gonna have a touchdown every week, but. I mean, it was nice to just see him getting involved and, you know, getting open and Goff was looking his way. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, that, that's what you like to see. Moving on, Carson Wentz. Again, the man that was booed in an empty stadium. That's It's so funny to me because that means the person that does the sound effects at the stadium hit a boo button for Carson Wentz. Just like, man, this fucking guy. It, it, Love it. It's, just, it, it's hilarious to me. I mean, he deserved to be booed in this game, let's be honest. Yeah, 242 yards, two interceptions. I mean, no touchdowns. Had, no passing touchdowns. He had a rushing touchdown, which kind of salvaged his game. But, I mean, the fact <laughs> that you got 12 points from Carson Wentz when you expected him to be a top-10 quarterback all year, yeah. I mean, it's just – it it's it looks scary out there. And, I mean, if you know, granted, it's only been two weeks, but he didn't have a very good last week against the Washington football team. No, no, he's definitely, he's definitely not looked good. But on the flip side, somebody who did look relatively good in their first game this year was Miles Sanders. Yes, he did. Finally, finally got back out there. Twenty carries, ninety-five yards, one touchdown, four point eight yards a carry. Uh, he also caught the ball three times for thirty-six yards on seven targets. I'd say that's good usage, and he made uh, he made do. On that usage. Well, he he looks like the guy that you took at the end of the first, beginning of the second round. And exactly. I mean, you, you love to see that. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, six for sixty-four. Rager, four for forty-one. Um, you know, Jeffrey. I don't know why they should just cut him. I don't know why he's still on their roster, but I mean, the th- the, the thing. Oh, then you know, we'll just Ertz and Goddard because they're receivers on this team as well. Five for forty-two and four for thirty from Goddard. Um, it's just right now, I mean, with the, with the way Wentz is passing the ball, you had 270 yards last week and 242 this week. I don't know if I really like any of these pass catchers for the Eagles. Like, if I if I had 
to pick anybody on this roster, I would play Sanders with confidence, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really hard to, to get into any of them. You know, maybe the two tight ends and the running back, and that's about it. I Yeah, I was going to say, I stand corrected. The tight ends, just because, again, the vast gross landscape of tight end that you have to, you know, we, we, it's a whole other discussion whether the, the tight end position should just be cut for fantasy football, but... <laughs> that, but, you know, Goddard and Ertz, you have to start them because, you know, who else are you going to play? You're going to play fucking, which leads us to our next game, fucking Gronk on the Buccaneers. But anyways, Panthers lost, which wasn't a surprise, but they didn't look good. But McCaffrey went down, and that fucking sucks. But uh, Teddy White gloves, um, 269 yards, no touchdowns of the pick, four carries for, wait, I'm reading the wrong stat line right here. He went 367 yards with two interceptions and a fumble. So, I mean, he had yards, mm. and they were hucking the ball. I mean, he threw it 42 times, which you like to see. But, I mean, not a very good fantasy day for him. No. Um, uh, Christian McCaffrey, despite the ankle injury, still gave you a great fucking fantasy day with 18 carries, 59 yards, two touchdowns, four catches mm. for 29 yards. I mean, goddamn, McCaffrey's so good. And it sucks. It sucks so much. I, I don't have him in – I have zero sh- – actually, that's a lie. I have Christian McCaffrey in a best ball league that I'm in. But, I mean, it just sucks to see a player of that caliber go down. Yeah, it, it, it definitely – I mean, he went out with a bang. At least he gave you – you know, he didn't go – he didn't He didn't, he didn't barkley you. Yeah, he didn't barkley you or he gave you jack shit and then lost for the year. And hopefully he'll come back right around playoff time. It really depends on, on how they're going to use him yeah. at the end of the uh, year. Mike Davis, who came in for relief on Christian McCaffrey, one carry for one yard, eight catchers for 74 yards. Um, I think he's going to be the backfield guy. I mean, you also expect Reggie Bonifon. He's probably going to get called up um, back to the active roster. But Mike Davis, as of right now, I mean, I haven't really gone through everything yet, but he would definitely be my number one waiver claim this week. Agreed. Uh, DJ Moore, you know, finally had the game that you were hoping for, 8 for 120. I mean, he looked good out there. Uh, you know, he had t- 13 targets, which you really want to see. Uh-huh. You know, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater's looking his way. I mean, he threw to him nine times last week, didn't have the connection. But this week they looked like they were finally on the same page. And, and, and now, especially with, uh, you know, because McCaffrey, I'm sorry, Teddy Bridgewater, is such a dink and dunk quarterback. He does not throw the ball downfield. I think this is huge for DJ Moore. So you can actually expect him to have such higher fantasy output because, you know, it's just that's that's Teddy Bridgewater's MO. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Robbie yeah. Anderson. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and Robbie Anderson went for nine receptions, 109 yards on 10 targets. You know, he didn't He proved something this week that he wasn't just a 75 yard bomb type of guy he could actually run some intermediate routes you know fill in and and be that secondary receiver for teddy bridgewater and i I think he looked good i was gonna say i feel bad for talking shit about robbie anderson last week i mean it's just i I was like he's 70 he's a 75 year touchdown guy but then he had a legit day um other side of the ball tom brady had a terrible fantasy day 217 yards and a touchdown um with an interception and one carry for zero yards and fumbled with just 10 points. I mean, you don't want to see that, but no. they won because of the legs of Leonard Fournette. 12 carries, 103 yards, two touchdowns. Woo woo! Four He's catches, here. 13 yards. Dude, Fournette, I mean, I think this, I mean, 
I you knew eventually it was going to be his backfield, but now right. I think it's this now solidified. I mean, granted, Ronald Jones seven twenty three and a touchdown, but it's now the Fournette show there. One one hundred percent. I mean, this was. I actually thought it would be a little bit further down the road, but it got here. Christmas came early for uh, for Chris uh, Leonard Fournette holders mm-hmm. or owners. Go. Mike Evans, you, you're happy to have it seven for 104 and a touchdown he looked good Evans you know the hamstring issue doesn't seem to be bothering him um you know had 100 yards and a touchdown so you're happy about that Justin Watson two for 48 Scotty Miller nothing just you know I I think the Scotty Miller project's over especially with Godwin coming back um yeah OJ Howard he had the one catch from a tight end for 11 yards Gronk nothing just I think Gronk, honestly, it sounds terrible and blasphemous, but I think you drop Gronk. You know, at this point, it's funny. My, my dad just asked me earlier today. He's like, man, you know, what do I do with Gronk? You know, I drafted him. He's my second tight end because he's a Kittle owner as well. And I'm going, man, I I might drop him at yeah. this point. At this point, I, he's a name, so you'd like to see if you can get something from him. But dude, the guy's not he's got one target in this game and no catches. I'm looking at, at Rob Gronkowski and I'm looking at Tampa Bay and I'm kinda going like, Why? Why did why did you do this to us? Yeah. Why well, did you make us think that this was a thing and not use him? See, I, I would drop I, I would drop Gronk and I mean if he's he's going to have a touchdown at some point in time this year, at least you think so. But I would much rather someone else pick him up, take up a roster spot, make them drop somebody, make force them to start him to get zero points. You know, and then the thing is, is Gronk's going to be that player where, you know, he's just going to be on your bench. Then the week he finally has the touchdown, he was on your bench. And you're like, fuck, I should have started him. Yep. And you're going to put him in your lineup, and then the following week he's going to go zero for one again. I mean, it's just that's probably what's going to happen all year. And I'm – I think Gronk. I think you drop Gronk. I just think he's you're you're not able to roster him this year. Um, it just I, it, it, and I know it sounds terrible because to be potentially the greatest tight end to ever play, you know, just that that you gotta you gotta move on. I agree Sp- with you. Speaking of moving on, the Washington football team. You know what's funny? R- I heard Redskins. I, I heard they actually have a name. But some guy bought like fifty names of any potential combinations that the the Redskins would have used, and they're having a legal dispute with him because he wants money for the naming rights. You know and what? That's Good why for they him. With, that's that's that's, that's, a, that's a hustler team. right there. That is a yeah. hustler right there. Love it. So anyway, anyways, uh, Dwayne Haskins looked like a bad quarterback because we've been talking about how he's a bad quarterback and he's still a bad quarterback. But he had 233 yards in the touchdown, one carry for eight yards, and fumbled. Um, he's just—he's not good at football. I mean, yes, he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. However, I think he's going to suck. Yeah, he's, he's sucky. Just yeah, he's—he's just—he's not good, guys. No, he, you know, what, I, I love the fact he didn't throw a pick. I love it. Anytime they don't throw a pick, I'm thinking, you know, okay, that's that's not too bad. Come on, he's not going to win you games. You no. look at you look at him, and then you look at the other side of the ball at Kyler Murray. There's a guy that could win games. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Haskins can't do it. And and on the other side of that, 
Neither can Antonio Gibson. I like how he's starting to get there, but he's not going to be able to carry this team no. to victories. Yeah, you he, know, thir- 13 carries, 55 yards, and a touchdown is great in the scheme of things. It's great. But, I mean, one catch for minus, th- for minus three yards on two targets. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he a receiver in college? I don't, like, what's happening with I there? I think he was, and then they moved him to running back and they bulked him up, but... I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe, I mean, stranger things have happened. Uh, you know, they they have a decent matchup next weekend against Cleveland. You could run on Cleveland, but then you got Baltimore, and that sucks. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, he's technically the starting running back on a team, kind of like, but he has more valuable, I'm sorry, he has more value than Dwayne Haskins because the starting running back in the NFL in fantasy is better than, a, you know, Dwayne Haskins. Ab- absolutely. But, I mean, the only the only saving grace to Twain Haskins is the fact that he's throwing to the guy who you were just trying to get yeah. to, Terry McLaurin. God damn, seven for one twenty five. Terry McLaurin's so good. Yeah. he is so good at football. Could you imagine if he was on a team with uh you know with the Deshaun Watson or uh you know Patrick Mahomes like like a legit quarter like Russell Wilson? Yeah. Now obviously these aren't good choices be, well actually he'd be he would be a great fit in houston because they need a you know it's too bad they didn't have a guy like deandre hopkins or anything like that but i know right but i mean you know if he went on a team that had a legitimate quarterback like could you imagine him with like matt ryan or if he went to the lions with matt stafford or you know just it, god he because the fact that this guy can turn shit into gold yeah, I mean, this guy, like, he, I swear he's into some sort of witchcraft or voodoo or some <laughs> shit because, you know, t- scary Terry McLaurin, god damn, he's, he's, he's good. He is a, he is the only, now in a, okay, in a pinch I'd probably, I could potentially want Gibson because starting running back um, in the NFL. But, I mean, if, if you had to take somebody from this team, I would be 100% fine with Terry McLaurin in, in any league. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would too. Uh, Logan Thomas, who was kind of like my tight end streamer sleeper pick that I was hoping you could get if you were like a Kittle owner or something. Four for 26. So, I mean, an okay day for a PPR league, but just, I mean, he got volume again, got nine targets, but, I mean, I I didn't watch this game much because I was, I was watching the Charger Chief game, but, I mean, I can't imagine all those nine targets were catchable. <laughs> I mean, I, I would imagine they're not when you got Haskins thrown it to you. Now, I did watch a lot of this game because Kyler Murray on the other side excites the living shit out of phenomenal. me. Yeah, 286 yeah. with a touchdown, uh, eight carries, 67 yards, and he looked great. I mean, I, I did I did tune into this game here and there. But God, he looked so good, and, and Kyler Murray is so much fun to watch. I, I wish I had him in – dynasty formats because you know, mm. you're gonna have a great court you're gonna have a great quarterback for years to come but even in redraft just kyler murray's a, he's he's legit he is now he's he's going to soon if he already isn't in that pat mahomes lamar jackson you know tier of quarterback where it's just he's the cheat code he can run right right and, and i feel like he he's just now figured out that he can do that very, very well. He knew it in, in college, right? He came in that first year. Did he run the way people were expecting him to run? Not really. Yeah. He kind of threw the ball and that all, you know, it just didn't 
pan out for him quite right. Man, he is get, he's got the juice, and he shows it week in and week out with these runs where he makes guys look like they're standing still. Well, see what's tough for the guy like him because he's only now they list him at five ten, but you know his ass is like five foot six. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, it's just he's five foot ten with the helmet and cleats on, but I mean, he just he's a tough quarterback to play against because you know offensive linemen are anywhere from six foot two to six foot seven. You know, and then then you got five linemen, and you got three, four defensive linemen. So you got about seven thousand pounds of man meat. You know, between the second, the second, uh, the secondary, and if Kyler Murray just gets through the line, you know, good, he can outrun everybody. Yeah, he's elusive as shit. I mean, he's the number four fantasy quarterback on the year. So if you're a Kyler Murray owner, you're one hundred percent happy. One hundred percent happy, and then he you- opens up a lot of running lanes. For Kenyon Drake. Yeah, Kenyon Drake looked good. 20 for 86, uh, two catches, nine yards. I mean, not not quite the fantasy day that you were hoping for. Was he top eight fantasy pick or so, somewhere in that range? But, I mean, it's still it's a serviceable day. I mean, granted, you would have loved a touchdown, maybe a little bit more catching in the, in the, in the receiving end. But still, the fact that he had 20 carries, I mean, you like that. You love seeing that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins finally had the touchdown with uh, Kyler Murray, eight for sixty-eight and a touchdown. I mean, John, he's good. He's so fucking good at football. Yeah, I mean, it's almost I, it's almost unfair that that Kyler Murray was just sort of gifted him. I I had my concerns about Hopkins coming to Arizona because I was like, you know what, like, I don't know if Kyler Murray's that you know that good of a quarterback and you know all that other shit. But I you know back to back weeks proved me wrong. I mean, just. DeAndre Hopkins, he's 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 currently the number two wide receiver in in PPR scoring formats. I mean, yes. and I, and I won't be surprised if he stays there the rest of the year. I I wouldn't be surprised either. I mean, he's he's like you said, he's good at football. Now the guy who's been struggling because of DeAndre Hopkins' arrival has been Christian Kirk. It would seem as he's only had what maybe two or th- two to four catches. Oh, I'm sorry, no, three to four had- catches a. He, in he two had, weeks? He, no, he had one catch last week for zero and, yards. And two catches and he had two this week. 57 this week. So, I mean, it's just. It's just. You, it thought, doesn't look good. No, because actually, I thought Christian Kirk would be balling out with the with the addition of Hopkins. You know, so did it I. Was just, it was like, wow. Because now you have a guy where you need to have safety help because Hopkins is going to be double covered every play. So now Kirk's going to run wild. But who, maybe Kirk's not that good at football. I mean. I think that he is. I think it's just, it's weird. It's a weird new dynamic with DeAndre Hopkins there that they need to figure out. You know what's funny is the I'm happy to see that Larry Fitz had a decent fantasy day, seven for fifty. I yeah, mean, man. obviously, you're probably not going to roster Larry Fitz, but I just like seeing it be for you know it's Larry Fitz. I mean, it's just I, I love the guy. He he seems like a good dude. Yeah, he, he's one of the best to ever do it. And the last game that we're going to break down tonight, the New England Patriots taking on the Seattle Sea. That was this was actually a fun game. This I actually really enjoyed this game a lot. Um, the fact that Cam Newton is on the Patriots is completely baffling to me because um, let me see. Uh, just the fantasy day that he had: three hundred ninety-seven yards and a touchdown, eleven carries, forty-seven yards and two touchdowns. And I mean, he was he was a trip up away from having 
um, a third rushing yeah, a touchdown. Third, a third rushing touchdown. I mean, if he if he could have just bounced it out to the outside just a little bit more, I mean that that was six, and they would have won the game. You know, I, I I look at him and that play that they run on the goal line is it's almost undefendable. Like yeah. I know they did it on the last play of the game. They stuffed him. That was great. But as a whole, it's like they can they could branch off of that. Do Tim Tebow jump pass, run up to the line like you're going to do it, and just dump it off to one of your tight ends. They've got so many options in New England well, that people I, just don't. It's like they slept on Bill Belichick. Just don't do that. They they were in this game. This they have nothing to be to hang their heads about. I think Seattle Seahawks are one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, well, and I think uh, and I think New England proved that they are still very very capable of winning nine to ten games. Well, it was crazy because um, Jacob Johnson, the backup 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 running back, he had a one yard touchdown catch because, like you're saying, they get in that goal line formation, and so you you got to cover Cam, but then Cam just bounces back, finds the guy, boom, touchdown. So I mean that play. You they what's funny is they get in the same formation and they run the same play, but you can't stop it. There's nothing you can do about it. And Cam Newton is still the best red zone running back of all time. Yep. I mean, just he looked, and it, it's crazy. Like I I'm, I can't find it right now. I, I should have saved it, but there was a they had this stat. It was like they listed all the players, all the quarterbacks in the NFL that make more money than Cam Newton. Oh, I saw and, that. Yeah, I and it was that. like, and it's literally every quarterback. Including backup quarterbacks. The fact yep. that he, you know, and and now he, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots sign him long term. I mean, if anything, he should still be the quarterback of the Panthers. Yeah. You know. I, just, I, I'm shocked they let him go. Um, you don't like seeing this, but James White, terrible news. Um, his parents were in a horrible car accident. His dad was killed, and his mom was in critical condition, and that's why he didn't suit up for the game. Yeah. Um, which is fucking terrible. Like, God, that's so sad. Yeah. Um, I mean, it also shows you there's so much. Th- there are so many more things bigger than football, even though a lot of things aren't bigger than fantasy. Nothing's bigger than fantasy football, <laughs> but there are things bigger than real-life football. But, um, you know, Rex Burkhead, 6 for 2. Uh, Sony Michelle, 7 for 19. I mean, it's just. Gross. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, James White has some PPR appeal. But I don't think you can play or even roster any. I mean, maybe you roster Sony Michelle just because of the draft pedigree that he got. Um, he, you know, he was a first round pick a couple of years ago. But it's just mm. you don't want any of this garbage. No, I mean, it's it's, just, it's, it's a it's a hot mess. Um, Julian Edelman, monster day, eight for one seventy nine. Like, goddamn, Edelman. That's a looked, that's a personal record great. for him, I believe. I think so, yeah. But he looked fucking yeah. It was it was a career high, one hundred seventy nine yards. But he looked fucking good, and it's crazy. I mean, it's funny because he's not he's old in football terms, but it's just sad because he's not much older than us. But he's thirty four. He's been in the league for eleven years. <laughs> but goddamn, he looked good last night. I mean, yeah. just he he was Cam Newton was just getting the ball to him. Talking about who looked good, Nikhil Harry finally looked like that wide receiver they were hoping he could be. Yeah, he eight, finally eight looked like 70. the first rounder that they drafted. Yeah. Eight for seventy two. He had that huge catch, which got him on the one right at the end of the game, but unfortunately they couldn't capitalize on it. But just, I mean, this team's a lot of fun to watch. I, I, I think the Patriots, if they ha- – okay, you know what? If Terry McLaurin went to New England, 
then goddamn, this team would probably be unstoppable because I think they need now if, if Nikhil Harry can step up and be that you know big bodied receiver that they that they really need. Yeah. You know, th- this team could really actually be a legit contender for the championship at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. I look at uh, at the other side of the ball here, and I see Russell Wilson. Yeah, you see a listen, man. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to say this, and, and this may come across crazy to some listeners here. Russell Wilson is the best player in football. He's the best player in football, uh, not the best quarterback, right? He's too small. All those shit, all the shit they ever, everybody said about him for so many years. Dude, twenty-one for twenty-eight, two hundred and eighty-eight yards, five touchdowns to five different wide receivers, mm-hmm. and one pick. Listen, there's nobody that throws a better deep ball than Russell Wilson. His yeah. throw to DK Metcalf. Was one of the sexiest things I've oh, ever seen. That that or even that pass to David Moore or um sorry, what's his name? Fucking uh, yeah, David Moore. Yeah, that that huge like thirty yard touchdown pass or whatever that was. But yeah, no, that DK Metcalf touchdown was insane. It's just, it's just it's just beautiful. He he is an artist, and it's fun to watch him work. Well, especially because the Patriots, their defense. I mean, they they lost a lot of players from COVID, but. I mean, they're a legit defense, and Russell Wilson did whatever he wanted last night. You know, I mean, it's, it's like you said he's a man. There's a man. And I look at a guy like Russell Wilson that most people, they don't throw at, Gil, at Gilmore. They oh, won't man. throw at Gilmore. And he looked at Gilmore and he said, fuck it, let's go, DK. Like, we're going to throw, throw on Gilmore all night. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't give a shit. We're throwing, throwing, throwing. Bro, Five touchdowns to five different receivers. I'm t- like that doesn't happen very often. No, that that has to be some sort of like stat line somewhere where he's only going to be like, you know, one of like <laughs> yeah. 10, ten quarterbacks to ever do that or some shit like that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Chris Carson, seventeen for seventy-two, three catches for thirty-six yards and a touchdown. Chris Carson's. Good. I mean, when he's healthy, this guy's legit. I don't know why. You know, so many people were shitting on Chris Carson pre-draft. I love Chris Carson. I think Chris Carson I, – I wish I had Chris Carson in more leagues. I only have him in one. But I just – I mean, obviously the health concern, which, you know, because you always wonder, like, is this the game where he gets hurt? Right, right, But, right. I mean, th- this guy, he's just – especially when you have a quarterback that's able to run like Russell Wilson or pass like Russell Wilson or just be on a team with Russell Wilson, you're going to be a good running back. Like, I love the number one running back – on the Seahawks, and the number one running back on the Seahawks is always good. Chris Carson's the number four running back in fantasy football right now, and it's not a yep. sexy name like a Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Kamara, but I mean, god damn, Chris Carson—he's just—it's a lot. I, it's I, a lot sexier now. I'll yeah. tell you that after all those injuries, a lot talk sexier about, now. Talk about all the catches. Tyler Lockett, seven for <clears> sixty-seven and a touchdown. I mean, he's—if you, you have Lockett on a team, you play him every week. Yes. Uh, Metcalf four for ninety two in a touchdown again. Same look, look at what I just said about Lockett. He's in your roster. You're playing him. David Moore three for forty eight in a touchdown. Probably not going to roster him because last week he went three for twenty eight with no touchdowns. But I mean, maybe an eye to keep, uh, uh, someone to keep an eye on. You know, maybe a deep league stash or something. Um, some guy named Freddie Swain. I mean, he had a touchdown, but. 
I wouldn't even bother. Just yeah. But this, no. but Seattle's just. I. You know what? If, if Seattle wins the Super Bowl this year, I wouldn't be surprised. Me either. Not not even a little bit surprised. They've got the best player in football. I'm gonna keep saying it until he proves me otherwise. Best best player in football. Yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, it's hard to argue. I mean, he's the number one fantasy quarterback right now, and you, I mean, just and I I don't see a way that it slows down. Mm-mm. I mean, if, if, if let's see, so Seattle's got next week they're taking on Dallas, and that defense, you know, isn't that good. You got Miami, Minnesota, Arizona, San Fran, Buffalo. I mean, so he's got some matchups, but I mean, look at the fantasy playoffs. He's got the Giants, the Jets, and the Redskins. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, and and then he's got the uh, the Rams in the championships. I mean, if you have Russell Wilson on your fantasy team, you're probably going to win your fantasy league. There's, I mean, there's, I, a, there's a I, chance. I would imagine you, you have a very, very good chance, yes. Yeah, I mean, not 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 much else I can say. And then, uh, you know, I guess we'll wrap it up here. Uh, next episode, we're going to break down the AFC games that we talked about. Hopefully, have some hopefully some positive news in the world of fantasy. Um, and then we'll be telling you some waiver players to keep an eye on. And hey, guys, if you're a McCaffrey owner, Barkley owner, uh, Thomas owner, it's not the end of the world. You can still overcome this. Stick with us. We're going to help you win championships, hopefully. Tune in tomorrow because we're definitely going to be giving you some good good waiver pickups. Yeah, there you go. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. You know, get us on the socials, FF Football Show on Instagram, Filthy Show on Twitter. Send us emails, filthyfantasyfootballshow at gmail.com. I'm King Josh, Josh the King. Big Rome.